This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. It's episode three of the Faceless Ones here in my theory podcast. Hey chickens, uh, I'm still watching a cartoon and I'm loving it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Uh, so last episode, the doctor was getting gassed or frozen from because he was shivering. I can't tell uh, from the pipe in the wall uh, in the secret compartment that he went to. It's very weird. Um, so the bad pilot guy is watching the doctor on the TV screen shove hankies into the gas pipes, <laughs> uh, and then the doctor passes out. So. Bad pilot goes in to check on him and the doctor knocks him out with the knockout stick that he picked up off the table earlier. And then Captain Blade, (laughs) our very urbane villain, comes in and tells him that he's uh, incompetent and it's now his job to kill the doctor. Uh, The doctor meets the pipe cop. I'm loving the pipe cop. Um, And Jamie is left to watch the kiosk. But he goes off with old mate Liverpool. Uh, You know what's fascinating is like up till now, so this is like season four of Doctor Who, up till now we have had nothing but very, very correct pronunciations like Polly you know coming from Zurich and having the most British accent of all time but we've got heaps of uh, regional accents in this one I mean Jamie obviously but he's from the Highlands uh, way back when Um, so he's got his Scottish accent and he's had that the whole time and then we've got our Liverpool accent and then the cop's got like a weird northerny sort of accent as well pipe cop Uh, he seems like a bit more restrained Scottish <laughs> but yeah so we've got like heaps and heaps of, of regional variations going on um, everyone's still white though uh, 
So, the Doctor has another bureaucracy Barney with the Commandant. Oh my God, so much bureaucracy. It is insane. Like, it just keeps going. Um, And the Doctor eyes up the replacement bloke that's in uh, air traffic control and explains about ray guns and that Chameleon 2 is a kidnapping young people, but they they don't know why. Then the Doctor freezes a cup of coffee, which is rude, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> like, you want it to be hot, surely. Um, Liverpool has found more postcards, bless her. Uh, I'm loving. There is so much stationery and philatelic intrigue going on in this episode. Um, there's lots of postcard chat and traffic control when uh, Jamie and Sam turn up there. Um, and the pipe cop convinces the commandant to let the doctor run amok for 12 hours. Like, it's just, it's a long chat about bureaucracy. Um, and then <laughs> after Captain Blade has delegated killing the doctor to his incompetent subordinate, the one that got knocked out, he then delegates it to the idiot that just ran out of the air traffic control. <laughs> And he's like, he has to put like this pin on the doctor. So the doctor bumps into him and goes, oh, have I met you before? And then he's like, you must have a double. It's like, yeah, you saw him in a box (laughs) at the hangar. Oh, dear. And then he puts the remote control death pin on the doctor. Then Pipe Cop goes off to the kiosk and has a chat to the incompetent assistant. And the incompetent assistant doesn't know what to do. So he FaceTimes Blade on black and white television. That's how you had to do FaceTime in the old days. Uh, that's a, that was old school Skype. Um, by the way, that technology didn't exist back then. This is the future. Talking to people on television is the future. Now we just do it on our phones in our hands all the time. It's weird. Um, then the doctor and Jamie are looking for a fake door in the hangar. <laughs> They trash the place. Um, Then Pipe Cop ends up on the plane with Captain Blade and he gets held up with the ray gun that killed his his old partner. Um, And then he's strapped into a a futuristic cockpit. Now, there's like dramatic music which says to me it's futuristic, but it's just a lot of knobs and switches. I'm like, that's what a plane looks like, doesn't it? (laughs) It it doesn't seem that dramatic. Um, Then the Doctor finds the control for the secret drawer after after trashing the entire office. Like, they've smashed everything apart. <laughs> so they found the, the secret place and they go in. Um, <laughs> they're seen on FaceTime by the other guy. Uh, and then the Jamie says, should we clear up the mess, Doctor? And he's like, no. <laughs> These aliens are really anally tidy. They're going to be furious about this. Like, remember how, how crept off Captain Blade was when the incompetent assistant left all the suitcases lying around? Oh, my God, this mess is going to drive them batty. Uh, then the plane takes off and the stewardess locks what looks like a submarine door. Uh, like, with a, you know, with those big wheels, like she's locking a vault. And then Captain Blade turns, like, says to the policeman, is like, now you'll see what's happening here. Like, it's like, is this is going to be the big explanation. And he turns a knob and all the people on the plane have disappeared. I don't understand <laughs> how that is meant to be a dramatic finish. Like, that's the cliffhanger. Um... Yeah, it's again a lot of, like, so much of this episode is taken up with postcard chat, uh, which I'm like, yeah, we get it. I mean, obviously, they've had to reiterate a lot of things because the episode before, back in the 60s, was a whole week later. So, it's like, oh, no one's going to remember postcard chat. Let's have more postcard chat. Um, So, this is, but I mean, so the postcards are how they're convincing people that, the young people haven't gone missing. 
when they've gone overseas. But like it's whole plane loads of people not coming back. Like surely someone's about to rumble to what's going on. Like just getting a postcard is like, oh, I've had a postcard. I will never ask about him again. <laughs> and why? Why is Sam the the <laughs> Pauline Collins the only one who has gone to look for her missing relative, or was her brother like crazy? You know communicative and would have been calling home every day. Not that anyone really rang back then because, you know, it was expensive. Postcard was all you could hope for, really. Um, But yes, so I understand the postcards are meant to make put people's minds at ease and stop them looking for these people. But they're they're not going to send a second postcard, are they? Like, they only filled in the one um, with their un their unused stamps from Spain and Germany, uh, so that's the postcard plot. That that seems to be all there is to that, and it seems inefficient <laughs> for for aliens that are insanely tidy. Their plot is a bit of a mess, um, but yeah. So and, oh, and then the 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 thing on the doctor's back starts acting up in this episode like the the pin and it gets hot and Jamie pulls it off and puts it on the floor and they stand on it. I'm like is it meant to be a bomb or is it just is it just is it just going to make the doctor hot? Also the doctor when like he's like oh it's hot in here because it's very different from the last time I was here because <laughs> they tried to freeze him. Um but yeah, I uh, it's I don't know what's happening in this episode. Like I seriously don't understand the futuristic cockpit. Like what? <laughs> like it doesn't look that futuristic. What did what did a plane look like at the time? Was it just one big wheel? They drive it like a car. I don't know. I mean there are no like is there I don't think there's a wheel up there. I think it's all controls. But then, you know, they didn't know that now that's what planes look like. It's all just buttons and lights and switches. Uh so they've predicted the future without meaning to. It's a futuristic plane. Um but yeah, it's uh, I I don't understand the plan of these people. Oh, and they're going to put the leader somehow into the body of Pipe Cop. Uh, I really like Pipe Cop. I don't want him to be shanghaied by the boss of all tidy anal aliens. Uh, it, it, it seems unfortunate. Um, and we we only really got one quick look at the alien, like when he was in the the medical centre. So. Yeah. Oh, and then the doctor also has seen the medical centre on the black and white Skype TV. Uh, So, he's kind of worked out that there's some sort of medical centre going on. So, they've obviously got to go there at the next episode to look for more aliens. I can't believe we're only halfway through. Like, this is only episode three. There's three more episodes to go. I feel like we could have condensed all of this into one. Although... It is the 60s, and uh, as I said yesterday, like the the pacing can be a little bit slow. Also, this is the first, you know, well, only the second time that they've decided to do a modern story. So, maybe they're trying to work out how, how they tell these modern stories <laughs> without, without, you know, lots of futuristic stuff going on to, to distract us. Like, we've just got bureaucracy in an airport. <laughs> That damned bureaucracy. We could be here all day. Uh, anyway, the Doctor's only got 12 hours uh, to find out what's going on. And uh, we've only got three episodes to find out what's going on. I do suspect 
I'm not going to be satisfied with any of the answers. Um, I, I know I've seen this before and I don't really remember much of it. All I remember is what happened to Ben and Polly. Like, they have not been in this episode at all. And maybe they're in the next one. Anyway, tomorrow, episode four of The Faceless Ones. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.